After 1,005 days, the trio that we all been waiting for has finally been reunited. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host, Zach. Um, when Dre checked into the game against the Washington Wizards, first thoughts, any like, any, like kind of like the... The flashback of like nostalgia happening when the three dominated the NBA. Uh, no, no nostalgia, just happiness. I guess I didn't really experience any nostalgia. It was just, I was happy to see all three of them on the floor. Did you see that classic split action? The first play they run for a Steph three. Oh yeah, they did. I did. It was, it was, it was, it was beautiful to see. But we can never have nice things in this world. And, of course, two days later, when all three of them are on the floor together, Steph gets hurt against the Celtics and currently getting an MRI, didn't look too good, had to leave the game. So hopefully it's nothing too serious. But, I mean, what can you do? I want to start off with, but yeah, before we get into like the Celtics stuff, I do want to start off with Washington, Washington. Like um, we see how different the game is when Dre is on the floor. You can see him command the offense. You can see Steph running off ball, not having to have the on ball duties as he was earlier when Dre went down. So Obviously, this is what we've been waiting for. Steph with 47 on his birthday. So, I mean, what did you think of Dre finally getting that load off his shoulders on the on-ball duties? Javon Looney plus 11. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say anything really stood out to me from Monday night besides Steph going for 47. I mean... He, I think seriously, you can argue that he may be the greatest show on earth. That's just my opinion. Um, it, it's amazing what he can do with the basketball. Um, and I think you put Draymond on the floor, you put Clay on the floor next to him, and then you have Jordan Poole, who's a young and upcoming star in his own right. Greatness will happen. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying right here, right now, that Steph – Clay, Jordan Poole, Draymond Green, Jonathan Kaminga. That should be a lineup I can see in the postseason. Granted, Steph's healthy. I mean, that that three-guard lineup we mentioned in the last episode, but it worked here again. Like, um, Steve Kerr's finally realizing that, you know, with having that extra threat in Jordan Poole um, to pair with Steph and Clay is going to be so much helpful to – um, create even more space for Steph, Clay, and Dre to operate and do what they always do is just running around screens, get them wide open, and that's how the Warriors dominated over the last five years. So um, I really like the this lineup of the Jordan Poole, Clay, and Steph, but do you think this is going to be like a starting lineup moving forward? 
like later on as the games go on throughout like the last two, three weeks of the season? No, I think Andrew Wiggins will still be in the starting lineup, but I think it can be serious, a serious lineup like down the stretch, fourth quarter, third quarter in games, crunch time. Um, because it showed against Milwaukee, even though the Warriors were outsized, that the lineup can still do damage. Um, and I think having three shooters on the floor, and you have Draymond as a facilitator, it all works in my book. Um, and then just going back to the Washington game, Draymond at plus 24. I mean, wherever, whenever he is on the floor, even if he's not making an impact, good things happen, it seems. And I think that's what the Warriors are missing. Um, and hopefully, we still have Steph. It's not too serious. And I think that's just my biggest concern now, going into the recap in the Celtics game is Steph's injury. But Yeah, I mean, with the whole plus 24, uh, before we get into the Celtics game, like, the fact that Dre got as a plus twenty four over twenty minutes, like, is really really impressive. He hasn't had any game action for two months, and he comes back, makes an impact, like the old Dre. So, um, uh, it's just one of a kind player. You probably won't see that again. Um, they all even did a great job on Kyle Kuzma. Um, Kyle Kuzma has been doing good in his own right, so. The fact that they were able to shut him down is credit to the defense on the Washington Wizards and on Monday night. And now the Celtics game. I mean, it was really slow to start Nothing off. To recap. Like, Nothing to recap, in my opinion. The Boston yeah. Celtics are the number one defensive rating team in the league on Wednesday night. Um, Clay wasn't himself. Um I feel like he kept chucking too many shots. I feel like he, he was forcing too much. It was not the clay of Saturday night against the Bucks whatsoever. You do have to give Jordan Poole props in the third quarter for putting the team on his back and getting the game down to a reasonable margin. I think they were down 10 at the end of the third, and he had 19 in the third quarter. But it seriously looked like once Steph got hurt, the game was over, in my opinion. There was no seen them come back uh, from that deficit. And it shows last year when Steph wasn't on the floor, the Warriors were a G League team at best. Um, And they're two and four without him on the floor this year. So, I mean. I mean, to be fair, um, if if people want to argue this, I mean, Steph, when Steph was still there, they were like, shooting really poorly. I think they had like 20, 25 points, even in the second quarter. So, I mean, um, would it have the same result happen? Maybe, but I mean, obviously you want Steph out there to play out the game, see where, where this team is at. And like you said earlier in the episode, we just can't have good things. Uh, the tree of uh, Dre, Steph, and Clay only lasted, not lasted, but we only got one game out of him this season. So, I mean, um, we hope that it's going to be healthy coming in the playoffs, but um, no, that's a big good. if. 
Big if on that MRI. I do want to talk about the Marcus Smart play because that's what the Celtics game was basically all about is the Marcus Smart play on Steph and on Clay. Um, do you think that was a dirty play on either Steph or Clay? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's up for debate. Um, personally, from the way you see it, yes. Um, and I think it, it makes it even more of a dirty, dirtier play because of Marcus Smart's history and of committing flagrant fouls, dirty plays, etc. And then the, not even a minute later down the floor, he kicks Clay going while well, Clay's going up for a layup. It's just complete BS in my mind. Um, and I think Steve Kerr had a right to be pissed and right to confront him about it because it's not think, I'm, I'm trying to think of some words that aren't expletives or swear words. Um, and it's pretty hard in my opinion, because I think it's a complete BS to think that that it's not a dirty play and that he was diving for the basketball. Okay. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't basketball, honestly, like you're diving already like on a guy who's already kind of like standing already, like that's already, that's a recipe for disaster. I do want to call out this double standard though. Um, people on Twitter, I know I shouldn't like take Twitter take seriously, but there are people out there who won't, who don't think of this play by Marcus Smart as dirty, but the roles were reversed. And if Draymond did the same things that Marcus Smart did, um, people would be calling for his head. So, I mean, how do you weigh that? Like, do you think it's unfair to assess like Draymond and Marcus Smart, both who've had some sort of history, um, you know, uh, hurting in quotes players? Like, <laughs> do you think everybody should have a standard to make sure not to have those dirty plays in this league? Well, yeah, I think there shouldn't be any dirty plays in this league at all. Um, I think it depends on the player because the guys with histories like Marcus Smart or Patrick Beverly, um, they will get accused of that no matter what, even if it isn't a dirty play. Well, and then there'll just be other people who aren't well liked around the league, like Draymond, for example, and will take things out of proportion and blame him for a dirty play when realistically it wasn't a dirty play. So, I mean, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Uh, the play was not clean, um, and neither was the play after that one. Marcus Smart kicked Clay Thompson. Um, and it's if Steph's injury ends up being serious. I think every Warriors fan has a right to be pissed off about that because it's did not look clean at all. Like I've said five times already was not clean play. Um, and doesn't seem like there'll be any consequences for that action. So yeah, all you can do is just move on and hope it's nothing serious. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to miss games, I mean, that's going to be a big blow. Um, because if you look at the stretch of games, I mean, it's a really tough schedule. And I don't think without Steph, they can even get to 500. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks.
to see where the Warriors would land up, end up in the Western Conference standings. I'm sure that'll conclude episode number 80 of the Catching Dubs podcast. 80 episodes. Yes, sir. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod. Um, and Gonzaga's winning the NCAA tournament. It's their year. Um, it's a revenge Chet, tour, bro. Chet, Chet, Chet Holmgren, um, and Drew Timmy, the two unicorns are going to take you, take Gonzaga over the top. So book it. Gonzaga's winning it all. And, uh, Michigan State Spartans are, uh, getting knocked out in the first round. <laughs> We're putting Coach K into retirement on Sunday. Um, so, NCAA attorney, Gonzaga's winning it all. That's my prediction. All right. That's it. <laughs>